Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. We had another wild weekend of the sport. We're going to talk about it. Some guys are really hot, playing really well. Other teams got swept. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Thank you very much for joining us today. We're presented by DraftKings. We're excited. I like the Monday morning episode because the weekend feels like, you know, like a tidy recap. Everyone, every team played three games. Some play wraparound four-game sets. I don't know if we have any of those going on today. I hope not because those are weird and dumb. Mm. This one's brought to you by our most recent patrons, Aiden Sheedy. Nick Greco, J.T. Harrison, Matthew Dildeen, Rob McDonald, that's so close to Ron McDonald, Shane Calori, and Colin Taylor. Thank you very much. My name is Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake. Trevor Plouffe coming to us from California and producer BBD in the corner. How's everyone doing, Trev? I will start with you. Thank you, Jim. That's very nice of you. I'm doing great. Um, I had a great weekend. Thanks for asking. But like you said, a lot of good baseball, some huge performers. Your guys, Yanks, did the damn thing, so I know you're in a good mood today. That's always nice for me, coming in here knowing you guys are happy, because I like when you're happy. So I'm excited. We'll talk some baseball and uh, recap this for the people. Jake? I'm pissed off. Wow. (laughs) Uh, No, you're not. Classic setup. Uh, Got me. No, I'm good, man. I'm good. Told, just told you guys watch Knives Out this weekend. That was cool. It was a huge sports weekend. Uh, so, Sports Jake, my original AOL screen name, was pretty happy. Golf, basketball, hockey. Uh, but the baseball continues to be hot in the streets. The bats are starting to pick up. I think, uh, you know, some of those early year numbers are starting to creep up to kind of a more normal territory. So maybe some of that ball talk could have been for not if if the hitters keep going. But yeah, man, I'm I'm good. Basketball, hockey, trying to be hot in the street, but baseball is hot in these streets. Mm. That Knicks mm. game was pretty cool, though. It's good, man. Garden was rocking. Good amount of people in there, and. Uh, it feels weird how foreign packed stadiums are. Right. It's like watching that, and they were, like, doing all the crowd shots. And I was like, well, even with the Cards Cups, I was pretty packed as well. Was it that one? Yeah. And it was, there was a lot of, and I was like, whoa. Different. Have, have we seen a, like, 100% filled, 100% baseball stadium Yeah, the yet? Rangers opening day. Rangers opening day. Is that, that. The, is that the only one? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, Cards Cubs seem pretty good. It's close. I don't yeah. know what Missouri's, what they're, what they're doing. Missouri. We're ready. Let's do it, man. Li- Liberty, Missouri. Does that speak to you, Trev? It does not. It does okay. not. Oh, wow. I'm not a Jesse James fan. It's tough. Jim has you as half a history guy with him, and that just took you down a rung. No, I don't. Did, yeah, I didn't yeah, think no. you would know what that was. I just, I'll just i save that for when Buster comes on again. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. I have to like turn that section of my brain on. Right now, I'm strictly baseball. I All right. We will keep it. We'll keep it strictly baseball, and one of the main reasons you're so locked in, Travis, because you're batting leadoff today. Oh, my goodness. I got to get ready. You have the National League? I don't know. You know what? We haven't given our reminder to people in a while. You know more about your favorite team than we know about your favorite team. Been seeing uh, 
been seeing the uh, like mild like little complaints spring up here and they're like they don't know nothing. And it's like, well, you know more about your team than us. We're not trying to fool you. Garrett imagine acting fine. like you. Yeah, imagine acting like you knew everything about thirty freaking baseball teams. At least we're honest about it. Yeah, it is impossible. It's like there's so like there's like you know thirty players and everyone every like Jake did a video on the Yankees White Sox games. Like every player has a little story going on here. So incredibly hard to know all of them. I had a, I heard an interview with Max Kellerman, and I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to for the Wolves to eat this guy up. A, he was actually pretty good. Uh, kind of a similar Nick Wright effect. Like, they give you your angle, and it makes a lot more sense. But he's talking about, because he's a boxing guy originally, and he's like, boxers haven't had storylines in years. You used to have the story of this guy, and that used to be what made it appealing. And that's what I was running through with baseball, and that's uh, you know everything we always talk about, getting these guys more out there and stuff. When you know their story and you know what they're about, that makes what's happening more impactful. So, uh, yeah, I'd, I would love to know what happened in the American League. But first oh, we have well, to hear what to happens wait. in the National League. Yeah, you got to wait, wait that out. Max Kellerman, I saw his name come up somewhere, but now I think I'm – I have him confused with another. Tony yeah, Ray. nope. Kevin Burkhart. So I was thinking, okay. of. do they look alike? Burkhart and Kellerman. Yeah. What's What's the guy so. that rapped back in the day? Is that Kellerman? I think that's Kellerman. There's so many. I don't know if he's brutal, but there's so many brutal guys. I lump them all together. No, I mean I Kellerman's tough because he does the daytime back and forth circuit with you know mm. Stephen A. and like it's a lot it's a of lose, hot lose. takes and it's a lot of yelling, but. Um, no, he had he had a couple good good lines that you're like, okay, that's a good line. Burkhart, we're now bringing up a picture of Burkhart and Kellerman. They don't look anything alike. Yeah. Paul's white. Yeah, big time. You white, you Ben Affleck. I think if you grew a beard, <laughs> we'd be there. Uh, Burkhart is whatever. Burkhart looks like he's from Indiana. He's and not. Kellerman looks like he's, he's from, from New York. From New Jersey. He's from the town that I'm moving to. That's why he was on my mind. Mm. Okay. All right. Skidamarinkadinkadink. The National League recap is brought to you by Cushy Dreams. Mm. Smokable CBD. It's the fastest way to get into your system. They got indica and sativa. Uh, CBD rich hemp flavor comes in one-eighth ounce cans and pre-roll joints. Cannabis that ships discreetly to you and directly to all 50 states. Their popular pre-roll joints are rolled in organic hemp paper and feature an even slow burn. Plus, pre-rolls are now available in five packs. The flower look smells, tastes like high-quality marijuana. Every run is a limited small batch. Go to Cushy Dreams. It's K-U-S-H-Y dreams.com. And at checkout, use promo code BASEBALL for 20% off your next order. Smoke your CBD with promo code Cushy Dreams. We haven't smoked in a while. Mm. Oh, we got some big plans, though, to be, you know, all-star game. Mm. Oh, no. Well, there's one There's one idea we had that it just it would make for a very nice, pleasing visual for the audience. And we'll save that for the all-star game. And let's go straight into the National League recap. Trev, tell everyone what happened. All right, the Pirates went down into Atlanta, and the Braves took three of four. That's obvious because, let's be honest, the Pirates stink, and they only gave Cole Tucker two at-bats during the whole damn series. Game one, 6-4 Pirates. They get in the extra innings. They thought things were going to go great. 
Next game, 20 to 1 Braves. Then it was 6 to 1. Then 7 to 1. Like I said, they took three out of four. The Braves mashed in this series. They slashed 321, 378, 714 slug with 15 homers. The Pirates did not rake in this series. Braves pitchers obviously did pretty well. And our guy Young Thick, four homers and nine RBIs, while Dansby and Albies had three homers each. And Acuna, of course, he joined in on the party with two home runs. And here's a silly stat that Max put out there. Ion Anderson, first pitcher in the modern era to face different pitchers with his last name and back-to-back starts. That's Brett and Tyler Anderson. That's an awesome so, stat. Three out of four, the Braves take uh, take that series. And then we're going to move on to the Fish. The Mets go down to Florida in Miami, and the Marlins take two of three. First game, Mets won six to five and 12. Stroman versus Curtis. It was a bullpen day. And then the Marlins took the next two, three, one, and five, one. The Marlins starting pitchers did extremely well. 0.6 ERA in the three games. Both offenses pretty much struggled. Uh, Garrett Cooper with a two run walk off home run Saturday, or two home runs, including a walk off home run on Saturday. Him and Brian Anderson both had six hits each. They raked, and now DeGrom, after destroying some minor leaguers' dreams, is expected to return on Tuesday. Moving on, the Brewers went into Cincinnati and took two of three. The Reds, this is a common theme going on here. The Reds took the first game 9-4, to four, then they lost the next two 4-3, and again 9-4. to four. Um, The Brewers won the series despite slashing 2-10, 3-10, 400, and pitching to a 5.54 ERA. So they won some ugly games. I guess that's what we're trying to say. Yelichich's first home run of the season. He's back. Uh, Miley and Sensel placed on the 10-day IL. And Keston Hira, our guy, one of the Brewers' main pieces from a couple years ago, is expected to be recalled from the minor leagues. Brewers take two or three. Winker, I didn't even mention him. He's a stud. He went off. Moving on, the Dodgers went into San Francisco, and all they did was sweep that ass. 2-1 Dodgers, 6-3 Dodgers, 11-5 Dodgers. They're ridiculous. Nothing they do impresses me anymore because I just think they're that good. Muncie had two home runs. Scott Casimir back in the show. One earned run and four innings pitch on Saturday for the Giants. Bellinger could return next weekend, and Betts, Mookie, our guy, he was scratched Sunday with left shoulder soreness. I think he ended up getting placed on the IL. Could be wrong about that. Dodgers sweep. They take the three-game series. Moving on, the Cubs went into St. Louis, and they took two or three again. Cubs won the first game, 12-3, 2-1 Cardinals, then 2-1 Cubs in the rubber match. Neither of the offenses hit particularly well. The Cubs starting pitchers did pitch well, 1.45 ERA, and the relief pitchers pitched eight and a third shutout inning. Baez breaks the 10th inning scoreless tie with a two-run home run on Sunday night baseball, and that shit was loud. I had to tweet about it. It was so damn loud. Mm. Uh, Michael SX is the first start since 2019. That's a really sad story. He fought his way back. Four innings pitch. He came out, had to call the trainer out there. He's placed back on the IL with right forearm tightness. But the MRIs were good. They showed no structural damage. So let's all send some good vibes to that guy because he's been working hard. The Cubbies take two of three. And last but not least, Jake's D-backs at Jake's Rocks. The Rockies. The Rockies swept them as soon as Jake left and got Uh, off the train. They said, screw you, Jake. We don't need you. What happened? 
no timeouts. Keep going. Oh, you said a timeout. You called no timeouts in Burns. You guys know the rules. You called the timeout. There's no timeouts. We respected the handjacks. Seven one Rockies. Seven six Rockies. Four three Rockies. The Rockies slash two eighty six. Three forty five twenty. Diamondbacks not so hot. Two thirty two. Three oh seven. Two eighty four. That's ridiculous. Come on, D backs. Rockies starting pitchers pitched to the two point five ERA and the D backs starting pitchers seven point seven one. That's not going to get it done. Rockies sweep. Fuentes, our guy who DM me says he likes our stuff. Had three plus extra base hits. What does that mean? Three plus extra base hits. He had more than three. Why don't we just write the right number? Anyways, <laughs> Rockies sweep. And that is what happened in the NL. <laughs> oh. It says story and Fuentes, three plus extra base hits. Ah, uh, whatever. But still. It's beautiful. Why'd you call a timeout on me? I'm curious. Guys, <laughs> the Rockies are two different teams. The home team Rockies are a solid right, Major League right. Baseball team. They have a winning record. The Rockies on the road, John so are, Boy Media traveling baseball team. So are you – So, but you jumped on – you switched. Like, officially, last episode you said – Oh, I'm not a Rockies guy. Yeah, I'm so still D-backs till I die. I know, but it's a little – it's a little like maybe the D-backs want you off because – Jake's rocks. No, no, no. And then you switch to Jake's D backs, and then the D backs get swept by your former team. No. Yes. Their skid happened before I jumped on board. It's kind of like, it's say, you're East dating Coast a girl, trip. right? And her life's no, no, terrible. No. It's not And then you break like up this. with her, and then you date a new girl, and now the new girl's life starts plummeting, and no. the old girl's life just starts getting uh, great. And the new girl is now no. like, wait. Great analogy, no. Jim. Are you the one dragging me So you're me saying down? the Rockies are great? Because they're the old girl in this situation. Comparison. Well, yeah, yeah, You're saying swept. the Rockies are great. They just swept. Okay. John Boy says the Rockies are great. are doing better without you. Yes. Is that what Jim's trying no to say? No girl, yeah. if she starts dating me, is is doing well. So you agree then? No. Your whole equation is wrong. Because you said the new girl I started dating was already doing well. That's thrown out the window. This thing has holes all over uh, Jess mm. is an angel. Right. But, I mean, when we met, yeah. Imagine oh, you brought her down. She was higher than an angel. What's higher than an angel? No, dude. No, she had to be shrunk. messed up enough to go on a date with me. Like, where are you guys right now? It's like I'm doing the show with just me and BBD. Well, Speaking of, BBD said my analogy was the best ever. He slacked it to me. He did not. I'm in the same slack. I also liked your analogy too, Jim. Yeah. So you're yeah. Jake. You lose. Okay. One Let's point, talk Jake. No points, everyone else. So many Andersons. That was my first note that I took. Yeah. Like three pitchers and then Brian Anderson for the Marlins. I have two things I want to discuss deeper. Dodgers or Mets? Which one do you want to do first? No one cares. Mets. Mets? Did you see yeah. the Mets on their their walk their win in the twelfth inning? Was I mean they're so banged up they got like ten position players on the IL, but it was really cool. I, I have a a breakdown of it edited, not done yet, but. So first, Jake Hager, I don't know how to say his name, comes Hager. Hager, I think. He comes to bat in the top of the 12th of the um, tie game. He, it's his eighth ever MLB at bat, and he gets a hit. So mm -hmm. the, all of the Mets, Alonzo and Nimmo, are on the railing like, get the ball, get the ball, get the ball. That's his first hit. The next batter is Wilfredo Tovar, he strikes out. Then Khalil Lee comes up. It's his ninth big league at bat or something like that. He hits a double. It's his first career hit. 
So all the Mets are on the railing, like, get the ball, get the ball, get the ball, get the ball. Then comes up Janeshwe Fargus. It's his 14th big league at bat. He's got three hits already at that point, I think. But he comes up, and he hits the triple that scores the two of them. So it was three guys that don't have 15 at plate appearances to their name getting the win for the Mets in the 12th inning. It's really fun and, and cool. They went on, they went on to um, – did they win the series? They lost the next game. They lost the series. They lost the series, but they're so banged up. And this uh, Janeshway, is that how we've decided it yep. said? Janeshway? He also made a great catch, but they went on to lose out. Koopa Loop got him. But uh, that, those three at-bats in a row were just, I don't know. If you see that that often. First major like league hit, first major league hit, fourth major league hit. I don't know if you're – I believe it was the first ball Khalili's put in play as well. I think he struck out in his eight, first eight at-bats. Wow. What? Then he gets the big you hit. You can't just say something like that. Now I have to go look. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm looking at his. I went play. to his game log to make sure at least the strikeout number adds up. It's his first ball. 15 at bats, one hit, 10 strikeouts. They could have been at that point. I like it, BBD. Well, coming up to that point, you're right, BBD. And yeah, I mean, Mazika has one career hit. They're their fielder's choice walk off guy. So yeah, I think at one point this weekend. I think the Mets had three guys on their team with one career hit. So, yeah, that's uh, when the injury bug starts to bite you. That'll happen. They got Guillerme, Alonzo, Conforto, Davis, Pilar, Nimmo, McNeil, and Almora all on the IL. It's a lineup. Is it, yeah, how I many love is that? One, Khalil. two, three, four, five, Khalil's six, a good seven, name. eight. Eight, yeah. Then, then they, they have then DeGrom, there's a pitcher. That's their yeah. lineup. They also have Walker and Hunter on the IL as well. But like the position players, Brandon Drury's on the Mets. Oh yeah, he was in AAA. I think he got the call through all this chaos. Yeah. Wow, Good I did not him. know that. Good for him. So yeah, that was that was the Mets. It was a it was a really cool inning for them. Wait, the Mets actually have. Oh, there's no catcher. Damn. They need a catcher on the IL. Yeah. Otherwise, they have every position. Yeah, Alonzo at first. You go McNeil at second. Guillaume at short, J.D. Davis at third, uh, Nimmo, Conforto, Almora Jr. in the outfield, Pilar if you want him there. So, yeah, you just need someone to set behind the dish. Just put Guillaume behind the dish. He's got he hands. He's tough. He can do it. He's Pilar probably can, the emergency guy anyway. Pilar can catch him with his face. Hey. Proven to be able to do it. Oof. We, yeah, you know what people say? You guys didn't even mention Pilar at all on these shows. So here we are mentioning there's going to be stuff we don't mention. People are going to have to understand that. Mm. Janeshwe. He let a real nice let's go. It's funny because he tried to go for an inside the park home run, but got thrown out at home plate, but didn't care at all because he got the go ahead to yeah. RBIs. So you never see a guy get thrown out, but come up just like, yeah. <laughs> Soto. Soto in the playoffs when he got tagged. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty funny. All right, the other thing I wanted uh, that I wrote down that I want to voice is um, my irrational but rational, but I know Giants fans are going to be upset. Uh, Giants are dead. Dodgers are going to win oh, the division. No. Oh. Jim, you're, pro- you're proclaiming them dead May 24th, I don't know. 2021. They got, a, they, got a, they got a front office that Best still, team in still sees selling. They're in third place in their division now. If they were to go beat the Dodgers, it would have been like, yeah, we announced ourselves. Dodgers just big brothered them. 
Ran into him at the wrong time, man. Dodgers are hot. 11 of 12, seven in a row. I wouldn't like, be surprised if you're like, from here on out. These are still the bad men. They were still the bad men when they were losing. Uh, you know, I on the Giants bandwagon, and it wasn't like, Dodgers, you're gone. No. The Dodgers and Padres were still always going to be there. Don't let a three-game set where Scott Casimir got the pill in game two. Trevor Plouffe, Scott Casimir. I mean... Yeah, let's let's pump the brakes on that a little bit. I don't think they're dead, but I will say this. I mean, the Dodgers are the boogeyman. Everybody knows that. That's what I'm saying. Everybody Best team in baseball. That. They don't even have two of their best players on the team right now. I mean, I mean they haven't had them. They, I mean, they've been all over the place, too. Their depth has been questioned, and, and we've seen some of it. And, man, they're just – just wait till. August, September comes around. We're going to see a whole different Dodgers team out there that's going to be scary, scary, scary. Belly's supposed to be returning soon. Bauer, Bueller, Urias. Whew. Hold your death. There was some funny stuff in that game with Bauer. You know, he was... We talked about this a little bit with Rose on the IG show. He was, you know, taunting the fans and doing this, and he was doing the sword thing, which I, I, I will say this about the sword thing. I don't like it. It's showing up the other guy. You always, we always say, you want to show emotion in this game, go ahead and do it. You know, but celebrate with your teammates. Have the raw emotion. The sword thing is a planned celebration. That's you know, you're basically just talking shit to the hitter right to his face. Yeah, I and guess you're right. Because it would be like yeah, I don't if, like if he like spiked ball four. It'd be like the it'd be like the pitcher just like doing a mock like spike in the hitter ball. should do that. Yeah. Well, that's what he would say is, well, why don't they do that to me? And, and I think that's that's just like it's you're going to snowball into a bunch of ridiculous shit. Like, let's let's have some professionalism out there. I do not like the sword thing. Uh, some other funny stuff. He got thrown out at first base on a nice uh, hit to right field. Um, who was it? Yaz came up throwing him Yaz. out. That was pretty funny. And uh, there was another thing he did. Oh, yeah. He made basically two errors on, on one play. Longo hit a ball back to him. He botched the fielding portion of it. Then he picked it up and... You know, pitchers just can't throw to bases. We all know that. And he just, and he lobbed it, but at the same time, airmailed it over the first baseman's head to let up a run. So, you know, look, it's give and take, I guess, but my main takeaway is the sword thing's tired. I'm in on the sword thing. Kids should be doing that on, on fields across no. the world. No. It's, Trev, it goes back to Jake, pitchers being Jake, soft. Please take that back. Yeah, but back. that please is, that, that's that not like celebrating for yourself, which we always say. That's, you got him. It's it's the intentional talk Chris Rose show segment for eleven years. Got him, like you know that's what Trevor Bauer's trying to do, and this is the whole point. If you do what you're trying to do, if you get that strikeout, do it. If you hit the homer, celebrate it. That celebrating your homer is different than showing up the pitcher. Or showing up the hitter, that's exactly what they're so doing. So, well, Trev, I mean, we've come back. The outcome you just that happens want him to more walk often off the than mound. not. Exactly. You talk about strikeouts on this thing, on this show. No, like, he's saying you can fist pump, you can, you can throw, like even Bruce start throwing his He's glove. not saying that. He's saying strikeouts happen all the time, that pitchers do that. that they, it's expected of them. It's the expected result. It is now. But I think Trev has a problem saying just because it's, it's mocking the hitter and not celebrating you. He is celebrating yeah. him. By mocking the hitter's he, swing. He beat the hitter. 
I'm going to get called Boomer in the chat, I'm sure. I'm going to look right now. Well, I Anybody? think this I think this squares up with everything that you I and I have always said. I see what it's you're saying. It's not celebrating yourself. It's kind of poking fun at the other guy. I could, I could see it bad or taking offense. But that's everyone it's being not that, way it's not, too it's soft. It's not that bad. It's being everyone being way too soft. We need to move past I want that. pitchers to celebrate. I'm... I want emotion in the game. I like that. That's totally fine, but it shouldn't be directed towards the other person. That's because, look, at the end of the day, you're both major league baseball players. You worked your ass off to get here. It's competition going back and forth. There's an, there, there still can be some professionalism in the game. I want people to celebrate with the team, you know, get happy, show emotion, but it shouldn't be like 100% directed towards one person. Because guess what? It's going to start fights. And put your other teammates in, in jeopardy. I always say that, man. You want to go and you know do all this stuff. Some some of your other teammates are going to get put into jeopardy. It's just getting away from the fun that the game should be. Like you know, he does the one eye thing, and then Tatis hits the homer, and he does the one eye thing back. That's fine. Like if Bauer's like going to do that to you, then next time you get a hit off him, yeah. He did Whoops. that in spring training, though. No, that was real. The one I think. No, I didn't. Tatis did Bauer in the, did in his real part in spring. Bauer did his. Yeah. Tatis, Tatis part did his in the regular season, yeah. season right? Yeah. yeah. So, but Tatis didn't hit a home run with one eye, so it was kind of like, well, Full what spin. are you, what are you doing? David Price's role with the Dodgers interests me. I mean, I don't tune into his like press post press conferences and all that, but it's kind of weird that he's an opener slash slop guy out of the pen. I don't know if I don't know if he deserves to be something different than that. It's just I can't remember the last time we saw a guy sit out a season, his team wins the World Series. Obviously we've never seen that. But then he comes back and he's not a starter and not a high leverage guy. It's gotta be kinda weird, right? They probably have a plan. I mean getting him into throwing shape or something like that. You know, he sits out last year. The A lot of people thought that his jet was running low on fuel anyways. But, yeah, I mean, someone with the Dodgers organization and Price's pass, I'm sure they discussed it all, especially when they gave May the starting job out of, out of camp. Yeah, I just would have expected it to be, you know, he comes in when they're up by six or more. I'm so mad right now. At what? I know as soon as you say anything that contradicts like any new age baseball, you're a boomer and you're like mad at everyone. That's not obvious. If you've ever listened to the show at all, you understand that we are about having fun on the field. Like I've seen it. I'm just telling you what happens when you start doing this shit all the time. When it's directed towards one specific player, whether it's right or wrong, stuff happens. But I, I think that that's I think that's the, the misconception on that. I don't think it's targeted at the individual player. It's targeted at the action. Pitch Ninja has made the sword a thing. So when a sword happens, Pitch Ninja can do it. He's a dude but that a, lives on Twitter. A sword is when a batter takes a very embarrassing swing. Like a check swing. They didn't want to swing at a pitch cuz it's good. Yeah. So that's Bauer celebrating himself. Like okay. he beat the hitter. I, I mean, look, man. I'll agree to disagree on this one. And everyone's going to call me a boomer. And I okay. see where you're coming from, Trev. I think it's I like a very valid point. I think it. I think it's like it is at the hitter, but I don't think it's that bad or egregious. I just think it's kind of. I don't think it's that bad. I think it's corny. 
Well, the sword celebration, if we're going to go back to its origins, is from Mighty Ducks, and it's the coolest thing you can do in hockey mm-hmm. when you take the slap shot and go into your belt. Uh, I mean, you know, Fulton Reed kind of invented the sword, so <laughs> it's a Bash Brother thing. So, like, that's you know. when swords started, everyone. That's when the sword celebration was invented. 1994. Well, as Mighty Ducks two, I think when they did it. No, I think it was Mighty Ducks one. So 1994. Um, yeah, they did the sound effect. Badass. So. Okay. If whoever wrote Mighty Ducks, right. some credit. I'm just getting in trouble. The more I talk about it, people are going to get mad at me. So whatever. We can move on. Okay, we'll move on. Anything else in the National League? You guys got anything? National um, League. Jim had his two items. Braves absolutely crush the Pirates. I mean, everyone gets hot in that game to the point where no one gets mm-hmm. hot. I got to do my constant reminder that uh, like a 20-run game to me. Boo. Mm. Not boo, but like, you know. I'm not going to do a breakdown on it. I got so many requests. Statement series for the Cubs against the Cardinals, right? Yeah. Cubbies, dude. He's big. It was a statement series, and they looked kind of good, and Rossi got fired uh, fired up and uh, ejected from <laughs> that ump, who's 30 years old, so I feel bad because he's like the youngest ump, but like his zone is awful. Yeah, he was in over his head a little bit. (laughs) Oh, he was in way over his head. He just let Rossi undress him. He didn't even say anything. Did you see the tweet that at that point in the game, he had an 83% correct call thing, which is would have been the lowest um, ever since they kept track of umps, I think. But he raised it to 85% to the end of the game, which put him at six worse. But at the time Ross got ejected, he had the worst zone we've ever seen since they've been keeping track like that. So like, I think he understood. And then Baez almost got a jet or Baez got upset about a pitch. And he was just trying like looking at the ump and the ump was like, just stop. Just please stop. Like almost like begging. Him, like, like, please stop. That's why the ump didn't talk. He didn't have anything to say. No, he just, you're left. right, Rossi. Yeah. No Cubs second place in the central two games back of the Cardinals. The only two teams above 500 Cardinals and Cubs in that division. Only team in the NL East above 500 is currently Los Mets and the NL West. Those three teams Padres actually have the one hole 30 and 17 Dodgers right behind them 29 and 18 Giants a game back from them since uh, since Hap started hitting came back or did. They are uh, eight and two. Since he came back, he had one buffer game. They're eight and three, or or yeah, eight and three. But I'm not going to count that because he was just getting into the groove. Once he got into the groove, once he's back, back, once he's back, back. Second game, he started hitting eight and two. So hap. He's like he's like a star, dude. Like he's all over like the broadcast. He's got my he's mic'd up. He's he's a guy, guy, huh? He gets it. Think think he's going to come in the back alley and get uh, diced up. Probably hit me, hit us. Probably, probably launch some home runs in the back alley. I don't even know when he's coming to New York, but yeah, suck at pitching though. I thought you guys were gonna hot box the back alley with with Hap. Could maybe. I don't it's know. If, I don't know if he'd like that, or I mean, I don't know if his people would like that. Oh, you're right. Cub people, but yeah, that <laughs> Cubs Cardinals game was good. Um, and that division's looking like it's gonna be fun. 
What's the closest to Yelly, Yelly back a little bit, getting the homer. He said it's better late than never, guys. Mm. Well, the NL East right now, everyone's separated by two and a half games. Everyone. Everyone. That's crazy. Wasn't it three? It got closer. It got tighter, yeah. It got tighter. NL East. Mm. That's crazy. Padres take first place. All right. I think we're good on the NL. You guys want to move on? Need it. AL recap. Here we go. On your mark. And get set. The first place Chicago White Sox came into the Bronx for a close three-game series. Yankees took game one, two, and three. Every game came down to, like, the last couple innings. It was crazy. Yankees starting pitchers, all zero earned runs. 19 scoreless innings, now 35 straight for the Yankees starters. Uh, the Yankees hitters slash 287 and 351. White Sox just 176 and 257. Glaber Torres went absolutely crazy. Went 8 for 12 with a home run, 8 RBIs. He had the walk-off game 1. Judge had the walk-off walk game 3. They won solidly in game 2. Uh, Hicks is going to get the surgery for his sheath of his wrist tendon. And Stanton is returning tomorrow. Battle of the A's in California. The Athletics took two out of three from the Angels. The A's all hit really well. They had a 380 on base percentage as a team with nine home runs. The Angels' slash line was worse than that. A's pitching. The starters, 2-4-5 ERA. The relief pitchers for the A's, not that good. 8-2-2. Loriano had seven hits and a home run. Walsh had two home runs. Otani had a big pinch hit at bat. The crowd all went kind of nuts when he stepped to the plate, and it was like, wow, he's got a lot of juice, and he deserves it. And then he did come through with the game-tying sack fly in that moment, but the Angels lose the series. The Blue Jays and the Rays. They do have a wraparound. They've played three games. The Rays have won all three. The fourth game is getting played today. Glass now versus K. McClanahan versus Ray. Waka versus Ray. Rays are on fire, man. Blue Jays not. Rays have taken the lead in the eighth inning or later in all three games. They've all been close. I tuned into some of them. Zanino, he just hits bomb home runs now. Biggio placed on the 10-day IL. Lowe, or Lau, and Mejia, two home runs each. The Rangers swept the Astros in the Battle of Texas. Did not see that one coming. Two of the three games go into the 10th inning. Rangers didn't hit that well, but I guess got on base and slugged a little. Not even, I don't know. Astros didn't hit at all. Rangers starting pitchers pitched to a 2-3-7 ERA. Gibson, Lyles, and Fulte. Get it done. Astros starting pitchers, Ivy, who's that? McCullers and Javier, not as great. Garcia, Adolis, he's like a stud. He's the best. Mm -hmm. He had a walk-off three-run home run on Friday, two home run on Saturday, walk-off sack fly on Sunday. What? Kiner Falefa had six hits. Good job. The Royals took two out of three from the Tigers, making up for the time when the Tigers swept them earlier in the season. Minor, Boyd, and Mize pitched for the Tigers, Urania, Singer, and Bubik. Both teams raked. Tigers had 288 batting average, 347 on base percentage. They out hit the Royals, who had a 311 on base percentage. Man, the Royals pitched to a 467 ERA. 
Tigers 5-4-0. None of these numbers are really that impressive or that terrible. Santana walk-off home run on Sunday. Miguel Cabrera had five hits, two home runs, and five RBI. A little mega cab season. How about it? Trev's twins get on the right path before their awesome, easy schedule comes. They take two out of three from the Indians. Two of these games went into extra innings. The twins. I mean, no one hit in this series either. Twins relief pitchers pitched to a 1-6-4 ERA in 11 innings. Wow, the Twins bullpen getting it done. Cesar Hernandez had a walk-off home run Sunday. Kyle Garlick had a goal, had three-run home run in the 10th on Sunday. Maeda goes to the IL. And Reyes to miss five to seven weeks with left internal mm. oblique strain. Been there, Trev, huh? He's raking, too. There you go. That's the AL. How many extra innings games do we have? One, two, three, four, five. And then the Yankees had two walk-offs, but they weren't extra innings or ninth inning. Wow. A lot of close games in the AL. And the the Rays, Blue Jays had one, but I think a lot of those games were close too. So, yeah, it was a lot of close games. Uh, The Rays are now tied with the Red Sox, 29 and 19. The Yankees are tied in the loss column. Um... Red Sox, Rays, and Yankees all have 19 losses. White Sox stay top of their division, even though they got swept. And the A's stay atop their division. The Rangers climb up to third place with their sweep of the Angels. How about that? Not a sweep. Houston. Houston. They swept Houston, yeah. Bang biscuit. What do you like, Trevor Plough? Uh, the, the coolest thing I saw wasn't even really like I guess important in the game, but yeah, we you talked about it when Shohei came up to bat, pinch hit. I mean, people are people are appreciating what we're seeing, and I think that's that's really cool. I mean, the guy like I, you, you see these stats so often on Twitter now; it's it's you almost go numb to him. But I think he has the hardest ball hit, the fastest pitch thrown, and he runs. I don't know, like it's, he's at the top of like sprint speed, uh, hard hits. And fastest pitch thrown. He's near the top or at the top of all three of those things. And if you really sit back and think about it, that's one player. It's incredible. He's a freak. And I don't know how he's not going to win the MVP. If he stays healthy, it's got to be some of the best odds he got. Yeah, we had uh, one of our investors reached out over the weekend. And he uh, he came in humbly, a little too humbly just to do it. And he was like, why do the Angels stink? And it's a, it's a heavy question. I mean, you know, they had Trout for years, and now they have Otani and Trout. Um, Trev, you've raised your hand. Uh, it's the, the pitching? Yeah. Yeah, I said, I said pitching and organizationally flawed. Uh, because every year it's the same story. haven't sto- developed any pitching. Every year it's the same story, too. Like, it's, it's just Bullpen. bad enough that it's kind of unwatchable. You know, like it's not even 500, it's not a couple games up, it's just bad And, you know, we talk about them getting jumped by the Texas Rangers And the Mariners are still ahead of them And, God, I mean, it feels like a lot of people have missed out on actually watching Mike Trout Like, we all know Mike Trout, but how much Mike Trout does someone actually watch in a given week, in a given month? And now Otani, I mean, at least when he's the starting pitcher, you can kind of tune into that a little more than a guy getting four at-bats. But, yeah, man, I, uh, you know, always got to have the the Yankees spin zone hat on. You know, Otani was originally looking at the Yankees, 
That, in theory, would have had him penciled into the DH spot some days, and he would have been their pitcher, which would have stopped the Giancarlo Stanton trade. So it's one of those things like, man, the Otani, uh, when, when they do the Otani roundabout one of these days and the the ripple effect that hit it, it had on baseball, that's going to be a funky starting point. But, yeah, man, it's uh, it's crazy. R- running, pitching, hitting, he's a, he's a creative player. Yes, I think Pujols, I'm answering your question again, pitching, and the Pujols contract hamstrung them a little bit. He didn't perform as well as they had hoped. What? And then when you give yourself a, when you give yourself a cap, a salary cap, you can get hamstrung by that. There is no salary cap in baseball. We always have to remind people yeah, I was gonna say. you can still go out and spend money, um, but that is also another problem that they've had. Don't let the owners off the hook for that, Trev. Yeah, they can not, they can spend more. I did my whole rant last episode about hating the Angels, and a lot of Angels fans agreed with me, but some got mad at me. But I mean, there was no reason to give Rendon two hundred and forty five million dollars when you needed pitching, and Cole was on the market, and every rumor that I heard was Cole wanted to stay in California, and then Bauer was on the market the next year, and you gave Rendon two hundred and forty million dollars. Got him. It was just there was no reason to do that, so they just sink themselves a lot. But Angels fans just like, Angels owners just like selling tickets and selling TV deals. I don't care about. Oh. Is Mickey Calloway still like part of the organization? Have they done the investigation? Do they have a pitching? I don't know. Under the rug, huh? I don't know. Let's talk about uh, the Rays. They're good. They've won ten of their last <laughs> ten games. They've won uh, in their last twenty. I think they're eighteen and four. 16-4 and four would make more sense math-wise. Math-wise, yeah. I think they're the hottest team in baseball right now. Their their lineup has done – it's just pretty spread out. They've had 11 guys in this 10-game stretch hit a home run. Um, they've had 13 guys with an extra base hit. They're, they're, doing, uh, they're doing it. Jim, this, this came off the Yankee series where we saw them and their hitting was – it was sad. And I, I think I said it on Talking Yanks. I think I said it on here. I was really disappointed in the race. I I had the same bar of expectation as I know Trev did last year as one of the top contenders in the American League. And they were dead ducks as of two weeks ago. And they hit the switch. Randy has gone off. Um, G-Man Choi has come back and been really impactful for them. They traded away Willie Adamas. Um, I thought they were going to do a little shakeup. I didn't know if it would be Willie. Everyone was hoping that the call was going to be Wander Franco. No, they've got other talented shortstops that they had an option to call up on, so they went to Taylor Walls this time. Uh, next time it could be Vidal Brujan. So, like, this team has options with that lineup, and now it's starting to click. Joey Wendell is being Joey Wendell. Mejia and Zanino has turned into a really nice catching platoon. Uh, B-Low is starting to get hot Meadows like this lineup did the turn And like the Rays always do Which allows them to go on a 10 game win streak If their bats figured out They always pitch They always they pitch. pitch enough man So that's that's the recipe They went out and got two new guys to add to the pen Just because Like why not let's add some different looks you've, Oh you've seen our relief pitchers enough Let's just go change it up Fire Eisen and Rasmussen is Fire Rising in my book, guys? Yes, in AAA. He Bang. is. I um He's in I Jimmy's this book also too. this morning. Who? Yeah. Fire yeah, Rising. Yeah. 
Fires and yeah, I was, I, was, I was excited because he's a Yankees prospect, so I know how to say his name because we've been saying it forever. Mm-hmm. He's actually a twin uh, Indians prospect that was part of the Andrew Miller trade, but uh, everyone was struggling with his name, like Wingert on Farm to Fame. Her and Moreland didn't know, and then someone else got not us. Yeah, and I was like, that's one that I know. There's a lot I don't know out there, but Fire Eisen, I know that. I think he has a fun oh, experience about. He proposed at a minor league game. Some, there's some proposal story with him. Anyway, Rich Hill's been great. And by the way, with, with the Rays, you talk about the Rays being the Rays, and maybe some people don't understand what we're saying when we say that because we get to see them a lot. Trevor Plouffe was star third baseman for them for a while, so he gets it. Fire Eisen comes over. Uh, he got the save the other day. He had one career save before that. Well, yeah, I'd love to. I mean... That's Rays baseball. I, soon, before we knew who the pitcher was in the trade, it was like, you know, pitchers are coming back. I was like, well, I'll expect him to be, you know, an eighth inning guy down the stretch in September, October, because that's how that goes. Yeah, and you knew our boy Eno Saris was going to have something good on this, and he did. Um, he mentioned that both of those guys have excellent vertical break on their pitches, mm. and that is something that the Rays <laughs> covet. So if we're looking for, like, trade pieces at the deadline for the Rays – for the Rays, they want vertical break. So if you're another team, if you're out here watching this show, go try to stock up on some vertical break guys, okay? Vertical. Because if the Rays do it, you should do it. I have something to tell you guys. Rich Hill's first four starts. Mm. After the first four, he had an 8-8-2 ERA. That's not good. He gave up four earned runs in every start. In his next five starts, 0-9-8 ERA. Rich Hill has been dealing. His, his season is down to 3-8-9. But, yeah, in his last five starts, he got a 0-9-8 ERA. Pretty crazy. The other interesting thing, looking at the Rays pitching, Glass now, our friend. Shout out Chris Rose Rotation. He has now had two games this season that kind of jack with his numbers, which are still amazing on the year, where he's given up five earned runs. Two games where he's given up five earned runs, both the Toronto Blue Jays. So, you know, maybe if he's got all-star contention on the line, maybe if, you know, something like that, maybe he's like, hey, let's skip Glass now versus the Jays. They may know something. Wonder what it is. You think he's tipping? You think it's just because they're like a young group there? They don't give a shit about his velo. Well, or? I don't think tipping unless they figured it out in the middle of the first game. He struck out ten the first time. He went six innings pitch, five earned runs with ten Ks. But this this recent one was bad. It was only four point two nine hits, only two strikeouts. I'm gonna go look at the game day Savannah. Yeah, I like that. Um, and then G Man Choi's been back. So with G Man Choi being back and taking at first base. They've been they were moving Yandi to third every now and then, and Wendell to short. Then they call up Walls, so it, it kind of allowed them to move on from uh, Willie, as they have some guys and then bring up more guys and get some pitching because their bullpen has been really injured. So, G Man's back. G Man's back. He's already got a five hundred on base percentage. G Man Choi, tied up with the Red Sox atop the AL East. Um, man, J.D. Bogart's endeavors are still having incredible seasons. Um, and Kike's back for them and playing pretty well. So, Sox are doing it. Adovino's been pretty solid of late for them. 
And the Yankees, half game back, tied in the L column after sweeping the Chicago White Sox. Um, man, that first game was kind of bad strikeout baseball. Then it was good strikeout baseball. Then it was just really good baseball. I mean, every pitch, every play had a good defensive dynamic to it. There were deeks. There were base running. There was bad defense. It was... Uh, the final three innings of that first game, you know, I I said should be sent to every third grade class around the country, and the kids should be forced to watch it um, <laughs> to learn the beauty of the game. Uh, I heard nothing back on that. So, okay, we'll see. who are you expecting to hear from? I don't know. I'm on the internet. Who's in charge okay. of all the schools? Who's the teacher head now? Is it the Sorting Hat? Who's in charge of education? Head of America. education is that the is that the title? Board of education, Sounds the education right. secretary. You're looking for that okay. guy. Okay, scientist okay. BBD. I don't know who it is. <laughs> Relax. Oh, I actually BBD. think the dude's a CCSU guy. Yeah, Miguel Cardona. Oh. So yeah, Jim, I am expecting him to reach out. Jeez, Miguel, the head of teaching in America went to the same college as you and I. <laughs> <laughs> Why? That's damning. Uh-oh. Tyler Glass now only 18% swing and miss on his forcing fastball in the game against the Blue Jays. That seems rather low. Mm. So, yeah, Rays fans, what we got? What, what, did it look like they were on him? He's He's been known to tip in the past. Did he? Uh, did the Jays get something on him? I'm going to go take a look at that for sure. I'm curious now. You've got Trevor's Jim, curiosity. Jim, you mentioned. Um, so you got Trevor's curiosity. Oh, yeah. You peaked. Hey, uh, you mentioned the Twins are about to enter the easy part of their He sport. averages th- around 30 whip percentage on his fastball. So look into that, Trev. Look into that. Glass now versus the Blue Jays. They found some. Ah, Skretchik. Uh Yeah, the Twins are about to go through the Royals and Tigers gambit. Or Royals and Mariners. Orioles and Royals. Orioles and Royals. Colorful. 12. Series. 12 games. Under 500. Yeah. Is there a scenario before the All-Star break we see a 500 team? Before the All-Star break? I guess that's a lot. That's, that's, that's coming up quick, huh? That's, mm. that's six weeks. You might, you might even hear a little on this topic later. We'll teaser for you guys. Okay. We'll do a lot of math by then. Is that a yes or no, Jim? I think they can. Uh, I'm going to have to do a lot of math on it. <laughs> Uh-oh. I'll help you with that. <laughs> yeah. When's the All-Star break? July 12th. Yeah. Well, they play, that's June. Oh, by July. Yeah, they can. Yes, they can. I don't even have to do math. Wow, no math. Wait, where's my, where's my Minnesota? Oh, wow. Let's go, Twinkie fans. Let's go, baby. Yeah, man, they got, what the fuck is this? They got, can I have you save it for a little bit? What the fuck is that? Okay. Saving it. Jake wants me to save it. Jake, can you give us the interleague series? Yeah, before we go there, AL West Athletics on top. They jump the Astros after that sweep. Classic. We'll watch that happen every time until they link up and play, and then the Astros will jump them. Um, God. And screw the Angels. You want to talk about the Rangers at all? Gibby! 
Taylor Hearn got his second win. Everyone's a friend. We're all and friends. And dude, Garcia, man. Holy smokes. Adolis. Did a sequence episode with him. Shout out Ooh, Ad. Go check that out. He's a monster. That all? Mariners? Got anything on them? Bugs. Okay. We haven't played. They haven't, we're getting to the interleague, Jim. Here we go. Getting to the interleague right now. Ooh. Baltimore Orioles versus the Washington Nationals. Don't have to travel far. Maybe a little I-95. Nationals sweep the Orioles. Strasburg, Lester, Corbin. But it was mostly the sticks. Holy smokes. Nats hit 358 this series. Orioles starting pitchers got roughed up. Brad Hand, Jim, your boy, closes out all three games. How about it? Red Sox and Phillies. That's that's not too bad of a commute. Ah, you kind of got to travel a little bit. Whatever. Red Sox take two out of three. Sox took the first two, and then Phillies. Man, Zach Wheeler, they take the Sunday game six to two. Uh, Red Sox starting pitching. They get hit a little bit, but their bullpen. Red Sox pen been pretty good this year. Hoskins, Segura, Miller, Trevor's backyard, Brad Miller. They all hit home runs. Real Muto to the IL. We hate that. We hate that. Padres, Mariners. Padres sweep the Mariners. How 16 to 1, 6 to 4, and 9 to 2. Boogity, boogity, boogity. Tatis goes nut job. Mariners, both starting pitchers and relievers got hit. Uh, bad combination for winning baseball there. Uh, yeah, did the Padres slug 600 this series? Sheesh. Uh, Padres sweep there on top of the NL West. And that's a little interleague. Nice. Great job. Great job, Jake. Beltway series? Battle of the Beltway. Baltimore loses, Trev. I didn't watch any of that series. I'm going to just be honest with you guys. Probably right too. Wow. I think you're, yeah. I'm not, I didn't mean not to. I just didn't. So, Hand closes out all three. What you got on that? I like that. Good for him. Three, three days in a row pitching. A lot of, a lot of uh, soft pitchers out there wouldn't do that, but Brad Hansen will do it. And he had two runs on Friday and then came back Saturday and Sunday. I like that a lot. Why? W- so were they up three? I guess. Because he got the save, right? Counted as save. 4-2-12-9-6-5. So they're, uh, they're up four. So he turned it into a save? Oh, he didn't get the save. He didn't get the save. You can't turn, yeah, yeah, he he can't turn it into a save. Wow, he gave up a home run. I don't know. I got nothing on that series. Nationals are two and a half games out, so that's cool. Everyone's close. Next series here, Red Sox versus Philly. Call that the American Revolution series. Mm. Boston and Mm. Philadelphia. Trev's got that part of his brain turned on now. Yeah, you got your history brain turned on? Okay, yeah. I like that, Jim. Brad Miller, our guy, did he get tossed before this series, or was was it during this series? Brad Miller ejection. 
I didn't. I saw it. It didn't. I I re- barely remember seeing this. Didn't he not say much? He just complained about the pitch. Oh no, said a he lot. Said, okay, he, maybe he I'm thinking off. of someone else. He went off. Dan Isonia gave him the. Oh, he well, Brad was basically that was the series before this. Okay, the series before. Okay, yeah. Well, he's been kind of hot. He's in your backyard. Homer, I think it was an oppo homer he hit down the left field line. Um, he's kind of doing it this year. Crashed your house. Good for Brad. Who who pitched for the Red Sox? The Red Sox. Um, it was Perez of all the Rodriguez. Brad. Oh. Their combined ERA isn't great, but Erod was the only one that gave like a non competitive outing. Really? Is Avaldi doing good? Sox are doing the damn thing. Avaldi's such really a name, are. like a distant name for me. It still blows my mind. He's young enough to still be going, but. Man, all all five of their starters are kind of giving them a chance. Evaldi, Erod, Richards, Pavetta, and Perez all rank inside the top 100 starting pitchers this year, which with that lineup, you got a chance every damn day. Big yawn for me. Ooh. It was a big yawn. Just, you know, Monday morning yawn. I'm pulling up weird shit to look at. Okay. Yeah. You are. Man. You are. I just, I get them envious. The Mariners, of, that's, that's obvious. Fucked. What kind of weird stuff are you looking at? Red Sox batting orders. Okay. Super envious. <laughs> just like, they've played how many games? 48. Verdugo's hit two. All 40 times. Martinez has hit in the three hole 45 of the 48 games. Oh, you love this. Bogarts has hit in the four hole 43 times. Devers, 35. (laughs) Hernandez, 32. What what do the Yankees do, Jim? Take pride in not having the same lineup. Because the Yankees think they're the fucking Rays. Um, The most. It's really funny. The most is DJ LeMahieu, leadoff hitter. 43 out of 47. That's great. After that, it's 27 from Judge in the three-hole. Yeah, I do love that. I do like consistent lineups. It means that you're staying healthy and that you're hitting well enough that the manager doesn't have to think and you don't have to think. What's the thing that all millionaires believe in while they all dress the same? Oh, decision fatigue. Decision, decision fatigue, yeah. That's why all Zuckerberg and Gates and um, the Apple dude. What? Gates and Zuckerberg, yeah. What's the guy from Apple? What? Tim Cook. Tim Cook? No, the guy that died. Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. Oh, Steve Jobs. They all wore the same. They all wore the same outfit and all that. They wear the same. Eat the same breakfast every single day because they say they don't want to make a single decision until they're at their desk making work decisions. I feel like you're in that category. Like, you know, your outfits are, you know, you you have your hat, you have a baseball shirt. I haven't, shirt like, and... been there yet. Steve Jobs also, like, only ate fruit and smelled terrible, and people said, like, he was horrible to be in the same room with. So I don't want to, like, get to that place. Yeah. But, yeah, I'd love to. I do believe in that. I'd love to not make a decision until I sit down at my desk. And that's why I think I like when, if you're a baseball player, J.D. Martinez, he shows up, he's hitting three-hole, or he has the day off. That's a pretty nice... I've told you it matters, dude. It does matter. And I know that, you know, the front offices um, don't think it matters, but I, it, it's there's something comforting about it, man. 
It definitely matters. It's definitely one less thing. That's all life's about. One less thing. It's interesting that they're letting that happen there. You know, Haim is a, a raised guy. But I think that he's smart enough to say, look, if this works, it works. No, it is. Like sometimes shit just works. Yeah, they've also been winning a ton, and their lineup's been nasty. Yeah, yeah. We said give Haim time. He didn't need any time, apparently. He had last year, and that was it. Trades Mookie Betts away, has last year. Now they're first place in the AL East. So go get him, Haim. The rest and- of the bad boys have caught up, though. They have. All right, let's move on to the second half of the show where we do individual performances. It's brought to you by DraftKings. We're going to tell you who's who's being hot and who's being not hot. Remember Hot or Not, Trev? You like that website? Uh, I I don't know what that is. Okay, cool. It's playoff time. Big stakes, bigger promotions. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $5 into $200. That's 40 to 1 odds on any basketball game. All you have to do is pick any team that is still in the hunt for the trophy, and if that team wins, you will receive $200 in free credits. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOHNBOY when you sign up to turn $5 into $200 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you can claim $200 in free credits. That's promo code JOHNBOY for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. New customers only. Wager paid out in five site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Standout performance. Standout performance. Trevor, you are batting leadoff. Wow. Who is your standout performer from the weekend? I'm going with a guy who, you know, I don't want to say we were talking crap. We were trying to motivate a little bit earlier in uh, preseason. We're talking about Austin Riley of the Braves, three for four, two home runs, double and three RBIs, bringing his season total. And I had to double check these numbers because I wasn't sure. 320 BA. A 414 OBP, 549 slugging for a 963 OPS. We said the guy needed the hit. Young, thick, Austin Riley. We said, hey, you need to hit, big guy, if you want to continue to have a starting job in the big leagues. And guess what, guys? He's starting to hit. And he's carrying that team, or one of the guys carrying that team, a team that I have predicted to be a, a World Series champion. So they needed him to step up, and he has. So, um, you know. 750 OPS in 2019, 716 in 2020. And now he's just turned it on to a 963. And, man, he's only 24 years old. So the sky's the limit for this guy, and I'm excited to see uh, what he turns into. Good job. Good job, young, thick. It's a great pick, Trev. His last eight games, 500 batting average and six homers. Because the last time we checked in on Young Thick, I know you, you said uh, I, the Braves fans were being a little mean. Last time we checked on Young Thick, he was solid. His OBP was high. The power stroke just wasn't there. And now, holy smokes, man. I mean, he's having those numbers for a third baseman. You know, that's why a lot of... It's a little bit unsustainable. He's, sure. His, his BABIP is pretty high. Um, but, you know, he's doing it right now, so you got to give credit when credit is due. He's got a 421 BABIP right now. 
So it's going to come down his batting average at least, but, you know, he hits the ball hard. Hit it out. You know who else is hitting the ball hard? Ooh. My standout performer. Yes. Jesse Winker. He had himself a game against the Brewers. He went four for four with two walks and two home runs, or three home runs. They didn't get him out. They they tried real hard. They never did. Maybe they didn't try hard. His first at-bat, he had a single. First pitch of the game off of Hauser, king of the puke. Nice little single. He goes on to score. Second at-bat, works the count full against Hauser. Hits a home run. Lead off. That was another leadoff at-bat. His third at-bat, also a leadoff at-bat. So all of these just sting in the Brewers right away. You can't even get an out before Winker's on base. Third at-bat, second pitch of the at-bat, home run. So now he's two for two with two homers, or three for three with two homers and a single. His fourth at-bat, they walk him. Smart. Comes up again in the eighth to lead off the inning again. First pitch of the inning, homer. It's only one walk. But so every time he let off the inning, he got on. And then there was one at-bat where he didn't lead off the inning. He batted second, and he was like, whatever, and just walked instead. Whatever. It's amazing. He's having himself a crazy year. Currently leads the league in OPS plus and OPS and slugging. Uh, Don't try and throw him a fastball because he's got an 833 slugging on fastballs right now. Ten of his 13 home runs have come via the fastball. He's got a 427 batting average on the fastball. Jesse Winker playing out of his mind, and that game is my standout performance. And, Jim, he's one point behind in batting average to teammate Nick Castellanos, and he's three total bases behind Nick Castellanos to be leading in that too. So... Winkers. Winkers looking like a video game. He's looking good. Who's your standout? James. Trev got really excited when he saw my standout because uh, he likes when we feel the noise from the Yankees haters. I'm going with Jordan Montgomery. <laughs> uh, you know, probably maybe the name you least know in the Yankees rotation, Monty Gumby, the big lefty highest Release point of any lefty in MLB He's had his ups and downs To to start this White Sox series Was an up Seven innings pitch Zero earned run 11 Ks Four hits And Jimmy You ran the Jimmy Lytics on it And what makes that more important Because that does go toe to toe With the best starting pitching performances Of the weekend But why it stands out The Chicago White Sox Have killed Lefties. I think the number you had was twenty three and two the past two years. Twenty three and two. And the two were Mike Miner. And the two were one guy, Mike Miner. So if you were a lefty starting pitcher and you saw the Chicago White Sox the past two years and your name was not Mike Miner, your team did not win. Monty goes out, drops dick on him, and sets the tone for that whole series. Cole on the bump the next day. Whoo! I love it. I like that, Jake. Thanks, Trev. I like that one. That wasn't so Yankee biased because you 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 put together a nice little uh, storyline about the lefties and Jay Montgomery stepping up. So 
Good job. Jay Montgomery, you like that? No. It's okay. Monty or Gumby. He's not cool <laughs> enough to be Jay Montgomery. This sounds like Jay Montgomery's like a detective. Detec- steakhouse detective. Steakhouse Jay Montgomery's detective. from Texas. He wears a cowboy hat and he solves crimes. Or he's no like one's a ever called a crooked politician in a small Texas town. Jay Montgomery. What's that? Gumby's got one of the. I feel like I'm not accents. the only person that calls him that. I never heard it before, and I've been. I've never heard it. That's kind of why I brought it up. I've been. We've been talking about him for five years now. But I mean, it's not I bad. Good or bad, sir. Trev, I've got a question for you. It's just not a Jay Montgomery. I got a question for He's you. A it's about baseball. There's obviously deceptive deliveries. Um, you know, guys who hide the ball, blah, blah, blah. Release point. Was there ever guys that just the re- the release point was funky for you? I mean, obviously, sidewinders and stuff like that. But, they, you know, you talk about vertical drop with, you know, Saris and all of that. So they like Monty's high release point. Does the actual release point bother you at all? Or it's just the fact that they can get it on that downhill playing better? Yeah, it's because it's just a little bit different. You know, uh, one that comes to my mind is Chris Young, who is the GM of the Rangers now. He's just a tall dude, but he also was very much an overhand type pitcher. And it was it the ball was just on a, a little bit different of a plane. And when you go up there and you're dialed in to hit, you know, you know, between this and this percentage of, of downward break, and this guy is not in that little realm. It it just makes you have weak contact or swing and miss or take pitches that you normally wouldn't take. So the over the top thing is is interesting because usually you think deceptiveness. Okay, yeah, side or below, but when you get those guys straight over the top, it can be just as equally as deceptive. Beautiful. What about a guy's release point? Like when you can tell it's different. For for different like for different pitchers like pitches? uh Lucchese for the Mets. I was I was reading up on him. He's got like completely different release point for his curve than his fastball. Davey Garcia for the Yankees has that, which is why they're tra- starting to scrap the curve. That's easy to pick up on. It can be. It just kind of depends. If you hide it really quick, if you hide it and then have like a quick arm motion, then it won't necessarily be easy to pick up. But um if you're kind of deliberate with your motion and you know, yeah, you can see a guy and he's he's here. I can't get there. Here and here. I mean, it can – you can pick it up. But I would say that's not very common. Okay. And I see uh, some people in the chat mad they didn't hear about their guy. This was maybe the most packed list of standout performances so we've had. So if your guy didn't get the shout, I'm sorry, but we – there's probably Tuck, 30 like, names on the list. Yeah, the only other options that I think could have been chosen are Vladdy, Tatis, the saw. A lot of guys had good days at the office this weekend. A lot of good, a lot of seven innings pitched. Right? Yeah, every single yeah. pitcher we have on here, seven innings pitched. None of the pitchers pitch, I think pitch. are standout worthy. Those are just good starts for them, not like other where Monty's start is much different for him than usual. Vladdy, he had multi-homer game. If it's not a multi-homer game, it's never going to be a standout for me offensively. Mm. That's kind of my rule. Four triples? You know, I like... That would more be I'd slide it down to an award because that's okay. more silly and weird than like this oh, guy crushed. <laughs> 
Bases clearing triple. Every I like Ozzy Albies hit one from both sides yeah. of the plate. I like that's that. always cool. A lot of guys got a lot of guys got screwed. You might hear about them in Enfuego later. Yeah. Are we doing Enfuego now? Oh. No, we're doing your favorite segment, oh, no. Slop Watch. This one is brought to you by Trevor Plouffe. He enjoys when baseball players struggle. Jimmy, a lot of guys we had on Slump Watch last week are making good cases to come off. So the potential guys we're adding, biggest offers of the weekend. Anthony Rendon, 0 for 9, 3 Ks, 3 walks. Matt Chapman, Trez Guy, 0 for 9, 4 walks, 1 strikeout. Jordan mm-hmm. Alvarez, 0 for 9, RBI snuck in there, and, and 4 strikeouts. Jorge Soler, 0 for 11, 6 Ks. Yandy Diaz 0 for 14 a walk and, a, and no strikeouts though. We were just talking about him with the with the Adamas trade and everything. Raise. He's got a lot on his mind. Man, that's a lot of bad stuff from a lot of people that are names. Yeah. Yeah. They all could be added. Let's see. Ozzy Albies is coming off. He went six for sixteen with three home runs, two doubles, six RBIs. Pirates let everyone hit. Shame to flame. Yeah. Justin Turner, he went on Slump Watch last week. He stays. He went one for 11 with a walk in three Ks. Turner, love you. Dodgers swept, so he didn't didn't hurt the team. Yeah. But come on. You, you can get yourself off. JT stays. This one's good. Franco, he went three for 10 with two doubles, two RBIs, and a walk. Uh, I wasn't sure if he was going to work himself off this. Yeah. And he he's did. Been, he's been solid. So I'm proud of him. Nate Lowe. For the Rangers, he goes 4 for 14 with two RBIs, walk, 6 Ks. He was coming off an 0 for 12. The Rangers sweep. Sweep, yeah. I think that puts it over the top. Yeah, he's definitely off. Good job, Nate Lowe. Lindor. Mm. Now, we said this was the last time Lindor would be on Slump Watch, whether he was good or bad. He just played with the balls just enough, man. And he's 3 for 12 with a double, an RBI, and a... Maybe his biggest ability is availability right now since they have yeah. 10 position players on the IL. I love that quote. I ain't clapping for him, but we're we're just done. It's just done. Just you just we can't do it anymore. Unless you guys want to make a a, a Lindor Watch. I, I'm not even that interested. Let's take him off for now. I'm I'm really interested with that stat line. Like, it's clearly kind of not off, but we've also just been doing this for so long. Like, I think when Frankie Lindor has a good series, all the Mets fans will let us know. So. His, he got his on-base percentage over 300. He's slugging 285. Not good. Not mad at it. Yeah, he's off. It's not a clap. No. But he's off. See ya. And then that means we can add four people, one person we can't add. Um, so I'm not going to add Matt Chapman because he had four walks and only one strikeout. Right. Rendon just one-upped him in, like, every category. Yeah. So Rendon's on. I might have another late ad if we're interested. Okay. Chat was on this. Who? Bryce Harper is in an 0 for 16. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I think, good job, chat. Did he only play two games this series or something? That two games this series, and then that's it's about, two games into the, the last. But All right, so let's not put... Uh, Take Solaire off. 0 for mm-hmm. 11, 6 days. Like, we're just not, not gone. 
He's just not having a good year. So year watch his overall yeah. year. Okay, I'm not. I'm not interested. Yandy kind of. Oh yeah, I just looked at Solaire's numbers for the season, and he's not going to be able to get off. So he's off, and Bryce Harper's on. Bryce Harper, 0 for 17. Okay, he's at it. Bam. Good job. Ooh, a Tri- lot of uh, strikeouts too. Ten strikeouts from Bryce. That's always tough for me, but for some reason Trev loves this Trev segment, loves so we just segment. keep running it back, <laughs> over and over. I, I probably would have been on this damn list a lot. That's what I always think of. I'm like, God, they would have been saying my name a shit time. All right, Jesse Winker. I already talked about him. He goes mm. seven for thirteen. Tatis. We mentioned him briefly. He went seven for ten. Three home runs coming off of the tested positive, but wasn't actually sick list. Glaber Torres, same story. We might be running into a theme here. Is if you, which is what I said to you on Talking Yanks. I said, maybe they're going to find out that quarantining uh, a hitter, an infielder, for 10 days in a hotel room and then releasing him, he just goes off for two weeks. Well, it's shorter be, than the 10 days, right? Because Glaber got cleared early. It's yeah, like yeah. Five days, yeah. six days. So, so it yeah. might be a new strategy. You just uh, Five days, lock yourself in a hotel room with your thoughts, figure it out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lindor. You'll come out, come out like a ball on fire. That's what they should do. Lindor should get fake positive. They just test it out. I had a, a nasty joke. Okay. All right. Uh, Austin Riley, we already did him. Dansby Swanson, eight for fifteen with three homers. Good job by him. Dansby, uh, come on! Can't just put every Braves on here. They played the Pirates. Who didn't try? Mm. <laughs> they didn't even play Cole Tucker. Adelis Garcia, he he belongs. Five for fifteen, three home runs, eight RBIs. Koopa Loop, <laughs> six for eleven with two home runs and a walk off. Bomb, four RBIs for Garrett Cooper. Glaber Torres, eight for 12 with a home run. He had a walk-off hit as well. He was dinking balls everywhere. No uh, no walks and only uh, two extra base hits, but kind of cool I was just going with him. And then our dude, Laser Loriano, who also made a hell of a catch. I don't know if you guys saw that. Seven for 14. Yeah. That's 500. The homer and two doubles and a walk, so good job. By those players, they are in fuego. Yeah, that's the list you would have been on, Trev. Yeah. Sometimes. I was streaky, so I would have been on both. That would have been fun. We would have had a lot of fun with you. Oh, snap. That was lit. Awards! Trevor, you get to go first. We're going to run it back with the Tolkien baseball theme. This is the one true king award. I'm talking Aragorn, son of Arathorn, a sealed door's mm-hmm. heir, the one true king. Back in the first week of the season, we had Amir Garrett saying, we want to be the cockiest, bat-flippinest sons of guns around the league. And I told you guys, it's hard to do that all year long. Now, I don't think anybody's going to be, besides maybe Jesse Winker and Castellanos, nobody's going to be calling that team the cockiest bat flipping this sons of guns a team anymore because the one true king of that category is the San Diego Padres. Mm. Tatis, the ringleader, comes back. They bring out the swag chain. I don't really love the swag chain. I know everybody in the chat's going to be like, Trev, the swag chain's awesome. I don't care about the swag chain. They can have the swag chain because guess what? They're the one team that embodies that. Like They personify that swag on the field. Tatis... I know Hosmer and Machado haven't put up the numbers, but when you see him on the field, they really do it. They got Blake Snell doing it on the mound. So I believe if we're going to have that team, the cockiest, swaggiest, bat-flippingest team in the show that has the swag chain, the Padres are the ones 
that should have it. The record backs that up. And like I said, they have the one true king. And that is Fernando Tatis Jr. Comes back. He just looks good in that thing. He should just try probably play with it on there. It's six pounds. They got it from some jeweler that um, does a lot of stuff for Machado and his family. I'm curious to hear your guys' take on it. My take is I don't love it, but I don't really care about it that much. But if there's one team that should have it, it's the San Diego Padres. I agree with the back half that like it fits the Padres perfectly. The Yankees do a belt, which is just as good, but also just as boring. Um, so like I, I like giving the player of the game a fun thing, and they take a picture with it. Like the Yankees do the belt, and it's a big deal. Whoever gets the belt, player of the game, they take a picture with it. Some of them are like heartstrings. Some attached. of them, like they give like a speech, and sometimes the speech is yeah, like a serious. Sometimes it's a joke. It's up to whoever got the belt the day before gives it to the new. I don't know how the Padres are running the swag chain. It's pretty swaggy. Like, if you're going to do that, you have to go as all out as they did. Um, I like when it's something random or, like, just, like, a little more offbeat. Like, that's a little too baseline for me. Well, well people are saying it's it's basic, and you said baseline. It's, it comes from University of Miami, who did the turnover chain, and that's, like, Machado's obviously hometown. So I think there's a little bit of connection there with that. But, yeah, it... I'm hoping those are some real diamonds. Mm. And it's got to be at least real gold-plated because this is the show here. This is the show. You can't be having some rinky-dink plastic thing. And they did say it weighs six and a half pounds. So I'm assuming there's some realness in there. I'm curious how much it cost. A lot of money. So Arathorn is the son of Aragorn, right? Aragorn is the son of Arathorn. the dad. That's my bad. He's also a Sealdor's heir who defeated right. um, Sauron. Through the pass, yeah. Way back when. Ghost yeah. army, okay. And Aragorn hit out for a little bit. He was a ranger. He picked up the nickname Strider in that role. And then, you know, he had to step up and he did. And became the one true king. Like Fernando. He is the one true king. I love watching that guy play. It's a joke, dude. My award is the DP award. Mm. Ooh. The DP award. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? D-P-B-B-D. DP. One in there, one in there. Well, come on now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing this research uh, during the live stream while we were watching the Yankees game, and since I... I did some research for it. I was like, well, I'll just share it on the talk of baseball because I, I already had like the Google sheet made where I did math. Trevor, we had a hunch that Yankees fans had seen more double plays turned and hit into than any other team in baseball this year. Because it's just they hit into a ton because they hit the ball hard. They're the slowest team in ba- they're they're the team that hits the ball the hardest in baseball. They're the slowest team in baseball, and they also have good on base percentage. So it's a perfect storm for being the team that hits into the most double plays. And now with Geo and Odor, they turn a lot of double plays. Our hunch was correct. Yankees fans have seen ninety seven double plays so far this season. Yankees have turned forty one. They've hit into fifty six. They just took the lead from Texas Rangers fans. The team that seemed the least. So the New York Mets. The New York Mets have only hit into 26. 
They've only turned 30. I thought they would have turned more in the infield there. Um, so, Baltimore, you guys have not seen a lot. Brewers and Dodgers, you're in the bottom five. And Diamondbacks, bottom five. You guys don't get to watch a lot of double plays. Sorry about it. Mm. Top five in double plays, Blue Jays, Red Sox, Houston, Texas, and the Yankees. So this doesn't really mean much. It's kind of a stats that exist but don't matter. But I did the research. I thought some people might be interested in it. The team that's uh, hit into the most is by far the Yankees, and then the Rangers, then Houston. Team that has turned the most. So best infield is Seattle and Tampa Bay are tied. Turning a lot of double plays. Jim, in my opinion, it's the prettiest play in baseball. A nice turn double play is the prettiest play in baseball. And I'm somewhat of an expert on this subject. I think it's the biggest difference uh, in the product of watching a baseball game live versus on TV. I think a lot of double plays on TV, you kind of anticipate it. The angles kind of lead you to believe it's going to happen. It takes the excitement. When you see a double play turned in live time at a game, it's 10 times prettier, more exciting, Mm -hmm. more you think like there's more like you hold your breath a little more. Uh, I think it's the biggest difference. And they're hard to turn. You know, when you get like a shortstop and a second baseman, that's the prettiest. Like when they, when those two are working together, they've done it so much, and they're usually the most sure-handed, you know, fluid fielders on in the infield. You get those guys; it's super pretty. And then you got the corners. You know, the first base, the the three six three or the three six one, whatever you got to do to turn that. That is a really tough play to do. Uh, and then the the five four threes are they're kind of boring, in my opinion. They're the most oh. boring, but I, I love me some double plays, Jim. I'm glad you brought up DP on this episode. DP is one of my favorite categories. Yeah. Uh, speaking of BBD, Alec Baum has hit into the most double plays this season. Mm. Zach Granke and Patrick Corbin have induced the most double plays. Maybe our next John Boy stat for teams can be like net double plays. Oh, you just want me to like subtract? Yeah, so like... like if- Okay. I'm going to do that right now if you want to give your award. Yeah. Um, my award is the Who's Your QB Award. Who's mm. your QB? Trev, the beautiful state of Minnesota. Thought yeah. we were going up there. We'll get him next time. You'll be up there. John and I yeah. won't. We'll get up, up there, there. sometime. We're going to blow it out when we all get up there. I mean, Trevor Plouffe's Minnesota. With the full family band, it's going to be a good time. Trevor, your twins have won three of their last four. Win an extra innings game. We did the debate earlier before the All-Star break. Minnesota's seen some guys come through. I mean, we're talking Randall Cunningham, Dante Culpepper, Brett Favre, Case Keenum put up a 13-3. and They have 13 games coming up against the Baltimore Orioles and the Kansas City Royals. I believe it's Baltimore, Kansas City, Baltimore, Kansas City. And, man, I'm wondering who's going to step up and be that team's quarterback because if they do a Randall Cunningham and they can crank out a 15-1, and Minnesota Twins are back. If they could do a Case Keenum 13-3, and 
they're back in the mix. They're right around 500, and you try to throw out every memory of that start you can. But if you start trickling into Kirk Cousins, 10 and 6, I don't know if that does enough for you. You start doing a, uh, God, they've had some bad quarterbacks. Dante Culpepper's bad years, and you do a 6 and 10, it's over. Christian Ponder. Ponder, who? Your boy. I'm not a Christian Ponder fan. You got to unplug, replug, Trev. I did. I did. Didn't take. So who's going to step up for these Minnesota Twins and be the QB for the next couple weeks? Because this is it. This is your soft spot. And if you make it through the regular season, if you get your 13-3 and and you're back, Minnesota's postseason starts the next week because they get the Yankees and the Astros. Following So hey Twinkies Step up Get it going Now's the time You can save this ship You're not sinking yet After the Yankees and Astros They go Mariners Texas Cincy um, Those are all losing records currently Cleveland Which is like around 500 right now Or they're about 500 Um, Then they have eight games in a row Against the Tigers Which earlier in the show I was like what the it's separated by the All Star game, but like they end, That's they wild. end four games against the Tigers, and then they go to the All Star game, and then they come back and play four games against the Tigers. That's funny, and I, that's weird. Super weird. How's my mic? Um, I assume it's great. You sound beautiful to us. We can never hear the robot. I think it's okay. How's my for mic, now? chat? BBD thinks it's okay. Let it rip, Trev. I've been unplugging, replugging, and I'll tell you what, man. Plug me. In a span of like four minutes, we heard DP. Mm. We heard Crank It. Mm. And we heard something else that was also very... Um, Fuck me silly. Sexual. Oh. Okay, so, Jake. Yeah. You asked me the net now I'm turned on. of double plays. Yes. So I took double plays turned. I minused double plays hit into. Right. Because you wanted to be positive. Right. Seattle and Tampa are tied. They both have turned 46 and hit into 27. So they have a net double double play of 19. So, I mean, that's 19 times 2. We all know that math is 38. 38. Yeah. So, I mean, those teams have earned themselves a baseball game and a half of outs. Just with the double play. Yeah. You like that, analytics geeks? The Yankees are dead last, negative 15. They hit into so many. They've hit into, yeah. And uh, the net neutral, Boston, Tigers, and the Brewers. Those guys have all turned the same amount of double plays as they have hit into. Whoa. But the Yankees, is the triple play is involved in here. So it's actually negative, like, 14, not negative 15. Still puts them dead last. So there you go. Who was our best friend of the week? As our best friend of the week, Dansby. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Eight for 15, three homers, three doubles, four RBIs, and a walk. Pirates weren't trying. Trev, what, what were you going to say about your your twins? Your mic went robot-y. Are, are you drinking the Kool-Aid or what? Uh, I mean, they're just. I think they're too good of a ball club. Like They're pl- obviously playing worse than they are, but it's, you know, they dug themselves a pretty big hole right now. What's that hole in like Batman Begins? You got to crawl out of it. Like Bane crawled out of it. Can can they can they crawl out of it? I don't Big know. Waste of Christian time. Ponder. Let me tell you something about that guy. Mm. He made fun of my uh, jacket one day. 
I'll never forgive him. What was the jacket? He's on my shit list. What was it? He said it looked like I was uh, wearing a motorcycle jacket. Were you wearing and a I leather said, jacket? It wasn't leather. He's he's an absolute dork, so <laughs> he just didn't get it. So, Team Trev. Team Trev for yeah. sure. I'd unfollow him if I followed him. <laughs> you guys are. Yeah, no one follows him. All right. D. Dulaney in the chat says Ponder's a dork. Ponder's a dork. He is. You know who isn't a dork? I'm going to just okay. name drop. This is real huge. Quick. I met Matt Stafford. Oh, wow. Uh, he's the new quarterback of the Rams, moved into our neighborhood, and I got to uh, meet him. Very nice guy. Big baseball There's fan. No way he's a dork. That video of him like leading the. the, the um, fuck. Whatever. Got it. Nice guy. Leading nice. his team with the. Uh, with his shoulder like out, yeah. like that's not dorky. It's pretty, pretty gritty. He'd have Big pine baseball. tar all over his bat if he played baseball. Ooh, he might mm. be bare hand. He might be no gloves. Got to be careful with the hair and all that pine tar. Elevator talk. Two minutes on the clock. If you're stuck in an elevator with the team wearing this hat. Ooh, the Cleveland Indians. That's cool because Ooh. we didn't talk about them on the show at all today, really. They're four games over 500. I just keep waiting for them to not be good anymore. Um, but they're still kicking around. And that's exciting for them. They got three, they got four games set coming up with Detroit. So they're about to be seven games over 500 if things pan out how they should. Pretty excited about that. For they him. just lost Fran Mill for a while with the oblique. That's tough. He was the only other guy in the lineup that was really hitting. The guy in the lineup that was hitting shouldn't shock anyone. Jose Ramirez again, year in, year out. What this guy does, like I, as this season has gone on, I've seen some people like, hey, you know how everyone was really excited about Lindor? Like Ramirez has an argument that he might be the better ball player. Um, you know, it was real hot. Ahmed Rosario. Like that. Yeah. He's got uh, 10 hits in his last six games. 462 on base percentage. No homers. Two doubles and a triple, but he's putting the ball in play. They picked him up this year. And they pitched the shit out of the ball. The relievers. Ahmed Rosario leading the league in triples. Say that to the oh, dude in the elevator. Right Let him know. Five of their relievers got a one or below. Mm. Brian Shaw, Karen Chat, Quantrill, and Clace. Classe, Clace, I don't know. That's pretty That's cool. Disgusting, though. That's kind of what you want. One of the sneakier, better bullpens in the league. Bieber, how's Bieber doing? His number, the strikeout numbers are there. Everything else, 3-3-2 ERA. 3-3-2 ERA. What's that about? I don't know. Yeah, Bieber this month hasn't been as sharp. He's only got one game where he's has. This is a very high bar, but we're talking about one of the best pitchers in baseball in Cy Young. He's only got one game where he's allowed less than two runs. So, like every game, it's two or three. He's never allowed more than three. Yeah, but it's, it's two or three runs every game. He's walking too many people. He's walking too many people. Stop walking. Yeah, twenty-three walks in ten games. Not good. Chick sucks.